And good morning. We are here on Free Speech with Stephen Keeter. Good, good morning. morning. And Mike Martucci. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, it was great to be here. And we had a great day with you yesterday. I posted on Facebook, on Twitter. I haven't had a chance to get on Instagram yet. But uh, Mike Martucci and his wonderful family, his wife Erin and his three lovely children, came out to the Warwick Valley Humane Society yesterday and uh, presented Susan Barron with a check for $5,000. She was over the top. I'm not kidding. You she can do was, a lot of good with those. Oh, women. my God. And they need it desperately because we have not been able to have any uh, of the events I normally do with her every year to raise funds. So for Met, and you saw the place. You took oh, a tour. What an eye-opening experience. I'm sure we're going to talk about it this morning, but it was my very first time actually touring the facility. And not only is Susan doing amazing work there, but when you look at the conditions that she's working in, it's unbelievable. Right. You say, how can she get all that done? And this is a woman who says no to nothing. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Anybody calls about an animal, either she's going to go or one of her people are going to go or animal control. And she has a pretty fairly large um, distance. It's not just the town of Warwick, which when I say not just is 107 square miles, but she also has a part of Chester she has an agreement with in Tuxedo. So we're talking... It's a Warwick Valley. Warwick Valley. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, hard. I mean, we, we heard a little bit of a funny story about the roosters that she ended up with five of them, which she and I took a ride in the van there over to a sanctuary in the Catskills who said, we'll take them. And all, we're trying to talk and the roosters are screaming in the back. And then the, the lull of the ride got them. So they started cooing and we were laughing. It was a ride. We got there and we're like, thanks, bye-bye. <laughs> it oh, came from the five roosters. They definitely do not discriminate. There's oh, all kind of animals, uh, including are, mice. Oh, yes. Yeah, she had a mouse there <laughs> yesterday. We saw her. And the, the mouse has been a resident for a long time, as I understand it, over a year. I know. And, I, and we were laughing because mice don't have that long a life. And no. I said, Susan, you're obviously taking way too good care yeah. of him. Certainly not in my house. They don't have a very long life. I can tell you that. <laughs> Okay, we're not going to discuss no. it. <laughs> but anyway, you had a chance, both of you, to see, you know, the condition that it's in, why she has to build this new building, which, you know, and we were talking to Stephen about that yesterday, about the information about what people give you when you don't know what you don't even know, you know, because yeah. they, they have facilities and you think there's only special people that could build them, and it's not true. So we'll get into that too. But uh, again, you know, which which kittens are you taking? Oh, you can't take them home. That's right, because Aaron uh, is allergic. Otherwise. So so you, you both were with us with me on the tour. But what it was, uh, I took a pretty big risk. I ended up bringing a three year old and a five year old yeah, with me, and, and we left with no animals. So that was probably that the was biggest miraculous. the biggest success of the day. <laughs> Well, not so much with Stephen, because when he got home, tell them what happened with your daughter. Well, I, uh, I have a 9 and 11-year-old, and uh, my daughter got very excited. And I, when I had a chance uh, to, to tell her that, uh, you know, it usually goes, how's your day and what did you do? And I said, well, you would probably enjoy part of it when uh, I had a chance to tour the Warwick Valley Humane Society. Uh, she, she got very ecstatic, and uh, we're talking about this, to see how that uh, new facility can be brought in faster and maybe ahead of schedule and hopefully under budget. And I, uh, if we end up uh, being involved in it, she said, well, maybe you can sort of like make a deal and negotiate a, a kitten or something. Like that. <laughs> I love it. The, the Keter family is real onto this deal-making stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have a number of kittens, which Susan, again, can't say no. So she had, a, I think, a group of seven that came from a feral colony in Greenwood Lake. And it's really difficult to deal with feral. Kittens are a little easier, 
because they're still young yet, but an older feral cat is really difficult. Normally you have to do a spay, neuter, and release with that colony. So they're, they're constantly, every day, I forget how many, they have probably 32 kittens right now. And remember, the ones that are really young, Susan has to take home every night and every two hours and bottle feed them. So it is. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a job. It's full time uh, and a half. You and, know? and you look at the facility and you realize there's no room to change your mind in here. It is incredible. So that five thousand dollars you gave them is going to go far to help for medical and food and supplies, plus the fact that we are going to start today, folks, uh, a match campaign to Mike Martucci and his family giving the five thousand dollars. We want to match every dollar until we get to 10 and if you want to do more we're good with that and we're going to let you either text or call or email your donation so the text number is 845-328-0886 328-0886 10 bucks or more whatever you can afford we're trying to match that five thousand dollars on the email is taylor at wtbq.com and the phone number is 845-651-1110. So we'd love you. Get your children involved, your families involved, your friends involved. Everybody donate $10 or more, whatever you can afford. Let's help out the shelter. They're in dire need. Um, now, Stephen, you had a chance to look at the plans for the new building. So what was your take on that? Because we know there was a lot of misinformation there, too. Well, I, uh, you know, I've seen every time uh, there's a, and it's not like the, in this particular case, there's there's other instances when you see that the budget has been provisioned for a particular municipal use, let's say, or the project of this caliber tends to be overly expensive and does not reflect uh, real numbers that uh, sort of, you know, like, right. so looking at the budget and looking at the plans, I can tell you that uh, I can build with the budget that's provision to build this facility, I can build the one for you, one for Warwick Valley Humane Society and one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for Mike. <laughs> so it, 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 once again, it uh, comes down to, uh, you know, like uh, frugal management of money, uh, you you have to uh, schedule everything up and you have to spend it like your own. Exactly. Uh, and then you work with subcontractors that you've worked with before. Absolutely. And it's so all you local know the quality. Uh, right. Uh, businesses. We have uh, many local contractors or subs that uh, very qualified for, for the job they do, including electrical, uh, mechanical uh, contractors and stuff like that. I don't see nothing that uh, would go otherwise outside the scope. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything unusual in that. Now, Mike, you know a lot about building, too, because you were talking yesterday about how you had to build the bus uh, depot there. Yeah, I mean, you know, so what Stephen's talking about is, is is dead on the money. I mean, you know, part of the challenge, obviously, with any project really is, you know, just having the right folks there to help guide it and shepherd it through. And, you know, what's clear to me after touring that Humane Society is this project can't wait. Yeah, I mean, when, exactly. when you look at what's going on there, and it, I was even more surprised to find out that, uh, the capacity is actually pretty low right now. Yeah, so it's unusual in, in a building where you literally can't even turn around because, you know, there are cages and animals just everywhere, one on top of the other. Um, you know, what's what's absolutely clear to my wife and I is that this project is a project that has to get done um, immediately just for the good of the community, for the good of all those animals that are uh, there. And her, Susan, I don't know how I told you that her desk is it now. Her office yeah, is... Yeah, what they've and, been doing is for over 30 years. So yeah. She's been doing it and waiting for that new facility to come in. Yeah, you don't know. When we walked, after you left and she and I walked back in there, she started jumping up and down and screaming because she said, I didn't think I would be here when this got done. That You don't know how the excitement is now there to have this get done. 
it just and your donation helps them so much to get to that point well look i mean susan and her and her, and her folks there are the ones that are doing the hard work and oh, certainly yeah. i don't deserve the credit i mean one of the things that was clear to my wife and i after we left was just how focused and dedicated and loving everyone there really oh, is absolutely i mean just laser focused on their mission which is to take care of the most vulnerable animals in our community absolutely um, and uh boy they get my uh they get my standing ovation and you for should that. see yeah. some of the the animal abuse cases that she has to go and talk about and that she's been involved in caring it's i get it every week when i do a pet of the week and i keep saying don't send that to me please don't send that to me and what she has to go up against and i've kind of had a discussion with dave hoovler uh because some of his adas kind of annoy me and they give me this you know we got to do this i'm really not interested because some of these people we have the most stringent rockies law in the state in this county that we passed about six seven years ago and I remember talking to Steve when Rocky's Law got put in, and I said to him, uh, do I have to go in front of the legislature because I, I'm going to tell them now that better be unanimous or else. <laughs> and he goes, I'll just tell them you said that. And it was unanimous. Uh, but you, if, you're, if you are convicted of an animal abuse case in Orange County, 15 years you cannot have a, any kind of animal, nothing. And if you're, and we've had convictions here. So, I mean, some of the things are horrific. So this is some of the things that Susan has to deal with. I mean, just besides everything else she has. I know she deals with doctors, she deals with lawyers, she deals with- Everything, with, yep. veterinarians, and she can't, obviously it's way too expensive to have a vet on call. So there's a couple of veterinarians that, you know, she has some kind of agreement with that they aren't charging her the full price, but she's still paying for veterinarian care also. And most of the animals she takes in, that's the one thing they, they need desperately. I've been there when they had an animal come in on triage and it's, you see everybody come in and just take over and do you know the best they can. Sure, and I know one of the focuses of her new facility is to have a space where, where she'll be Take able to it. treat animals. Because I mean, right now their, their triage space is literally a closet. It is a closet, yeah. And that's the thing that she's like so focused on now that she wants to get that triage room set up and have the medical room right next to it. So if you need something, you can go right there and get it. But I think it's gonna be tremendous. If you look on Facebook, WTBQ AMFM, you'll see pictures of Mike and his family with Stephen Keeter and Susan Barron there. And you'll see this the picture of what the facility is gonna look like and some of the kittens that are available. But definitely go take a look so you, you see what we're trying to work for. And it is, she's actually at a low point with animals, but that's changing every day because of the kittens being born now. Spay and neuter your pets, please, I'm begging you. You can go to Tara, T-A-R-A, the Animal Rights Alliance Group in Middletown. That is Rose and Steve Tariff. They have low-cost spay and neutering, low-cost inoculations. They charge $10 for rabies, and they have a lime shot. They clean your dog's teeth, your cat. I mean, they are wonderful, this married couple. They have done, they went from having a van to having a facility. They go around the county on a number of times with this van and do low-cost uh, spay and neutering for cats in different big like Newburgh and Middletown and everything another great group of people but they work with a uh, Susan for low-cost spay and neutering when they get the animals in so it's you know there's groups of people that work together to try to make a difference so once the facility is built uh, it's gonna that's gonna be a hurrah let me tell you that's gonna be no there should be no reason that uh, it uh, gonna take another 30 years we we know we're going through a uh, construction boom right now we have uh, houses popping up like mushrooms after the rain uh, all over the <laughs> warwick area and if you look at them 
the most expensive area to build a house is actually your bathrooms and your kitchens. Right. So if unless you're putting up a kitchen cabinets and granite countertops and the parquet floors. Right, and which all, she's all not doing. Right. <laughs> exactly. So <clears throat> I, I, I don't know how you can justify uh, building cost, uh, let's say, four or five hundred dollars uh, per square foot when it's in reality it could be done for 80 or definitely under 100. That's Crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when you look again at, at the folks there that are doing this important work every day, I mean, you want you want the folks that are working hard, the volunteers oftentimes that are there to have the very, very best resources we can afford because yeah, that's these are people have that- The use of that money that they uh, scrambled and collected to have been uh, dedicated years of raising, uh, they should have full use of that money. Yeah. Sure. So we hope the listeners will join us in the challenge and raise some more money because as you said, Taylor, this year, especially hard to raise oh, money for, yeah. the, for, the, for the organization, not just the Humane Society, but really Anything. all organizations. Right. Because Mike is actually running for the Senate right now. And uh, we're going to have a debate actually with uh, Mike Martucci and Senator Jen Metzger here on uh, it's the first Thursday in October. I'm trying to remember if it's the 8th. Uh, I have to look it up. Uh, when we come back from the break in about a few minutes, we're going to, I'll tell you the exact date, but it's going to be one to two o'clock on the the Thursday, I think it's October 7th or 8th, and uh, we're going to have an hour live here, and then what we're going to do is the night before the election, we're going to replay it at eight o'clock at night so that people can hear it again who couldn't be during the afternoon, couldn't tune in. So we'll have it there twice. The newspapers are going to publish when the, the debate date is so that Everybody in the uh, reading audience can tune in as well. We'll put it up on social media. So when we come back, we're going to talk more with Mike Martucci, and uh, we're going to talk more with Stephen Keeter, and we'll kind of focus on some other things as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Sam's Meat has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is Wild Baby Love. Start your Sunday with me at 6 a.m. and Gospel Tracks. I'll give you the phone number to the faith phone line and the address to the website. All that and much, much more right here on Gospel Tracks with yours truly, Wild Baby Love. Hi, this is Dr. Pierre Louis, a clinical psychologist. I will take your calls and I will answer all your personal and business relationship questions, helping you create a life healthy in mind, body, and spirit every Friday at 11 a.m. WTBQ. And we are back on free speech, and we're here. We love free speech in America. And we're here with Mike Martucci, who's running for uh, New York State Senate. Good morning. Good morning. And so uh, when is October? Let me, somebody get a calendar out for me. I want to see when, I, uh, I think it's either the 7th or the 8th. I can't remember which Thursday that falls out in. But we're going to have a live debate. I am waiting in the meantime uh, for Senator James Skoufis because I contacted his people a week ago, asking for a date for the week after. Is it first Thursday or second Thursday? Um, it's either seventh or eighth. Eighth is the Thursday. Okay, so second it's Thursday October eighth. Yeah. Okay. So the second uh, Thursday in October, October eighth, one to two p.m. Put it on your calendar. Uh, there's no calls for that, by the way. And we have a 
uh, a nonpartisan or bipartisan gentleman who's going to be writing the questions and being the moderator. That would be Zach Kruk. And he has a show on Tuesdays at 10 a.m., very fair-minded human being and very smart. We're not going to be involved in that. The only thing Frank will be doing is engineering the show, and I will be doing the timing. That's That's exactly what we do. And uh, Senator Metzger and Zach Kruk and Mike Martucci will be in the newsroom during the debate. <clears throat> they give you timing, you know, how you have time to intro yourself, you know, talk a little bit about yourself, and then the same for Senator Metzger, and then you'll go and he'll ask the questions, and you'll have probably two minutes or so for each answer. But it's, it, there's, there'll be plenty of time, because usually we have, you know, three or four candidates. So this time there's only two, so you'll have extra time to talk. And I know there's a number of issues that you want to discuss. So one of them, I know the big one is bail reform. Sure. I mean, you know, look, I, I thank you for hosting this. And um, this is such an important year for elections. I know we just cleared us some hurdles on some local elections here in the village. And, you know, now as we move forward to November 3rd, the, the big slate of elections uh, from the president right on down. So um, I, I look forward to the opportunity to talk about the issues that really matter to folks. I mean, I've been so blessed to be out over the last several weeks um, really months, uh, you know, meeting folks, you know, certainly with a pandemic, a lot of this has been happening online and, and uh, on Zoom and virtually. But uh, as we've begun to get out a little bit, just hearing about the concerns that are on people's minds and certainly the bail reform is uh, is front front and center uh, in terms of those concerns. And there are some others. And I look forward to discussing them with the senator in a, uh, you know, in a nice form so that folks can hear exactly what we have to say about it. Yeah. And I think the other thing is that's interesting is that you have no real political background. You haven't been elected to an office prior to this. No, I yeah. have not. So you're coming in, which is what America has been looking for for a long time, is we don't want politicians as usual. We want somebody who's out there living the life and realizes all the things we do need. How do we change that? How do we bring that into fruition? And relate to every aspect, being a father, being a business owner, all of those things matters. A hundred percent. That's correct. Yeah. Because Stephen knows, poor Stephen, got beat up pretty good in this last election. But I've heard some people higher up in office say they've never seen anything that base, that despicable as this simple little, you know, trusty position on a board in a village. I mean, it, it boggles the mind. There's, by the way, folks, think for yourself. Uh, there's so much misinformation on all this social media. You know, it was interesting because before social media, they had to actually put it in newspapers or on the radio or television. Now they they get to do it for free. They used to have to pay to, you know, write hate stuff and lies about people. Now they can just say whatever they want. So if you have a mind of your own, which means you're an individual with a thinking mind, don't assume that what you read is true. Find out for yourself. Call up the the person that's running for the office and ask them, you know, people are transparent. I mean, you're transparent, Mike. Stephen is, I know Steve Newhouse, Orange County executive is, you know, call up and ask the question. I mean, how could you dislike someone you don't even know? Right. And I mean, I would tell you, I remain robustly hopeful as we, uh, you know, kind of close it on the last 40 days till election day, because I've lived here my whole life. And I think um, I should say, I know that the people that live here are very smart. And, you know, the good news is we've got a community that's very plugged into what's going on. And, um, you know, I look forward to, to giving them the opportunity, as you said, to meet each candidate individually, hear what they have to say, uh, because unfortunately misinformation is rampant uh, and uh, social media only only continues to fuel that fire. Oh, but no doubt we now, look forward to getting the word out. Now, you have uh, campaign headquarters around the county. I know you have one in Warwick yep. at Raynor um, uh, Real Estate Agency right on Main Street next to Frazzleberries. 
And are there any other locations? So we have a location in Goshen on Main Street, and uh, tomorrow at four o'clock we're actually opening a location in Port Jervis. So oh. that'll be uh, that'll be hitting our social media. I think I just. Uh, I just uh, blew our cover on it, but it'll be exciting. So we're going to be in Port Jervis tomorrow at four o'clock. So Where we're, spa- we're spattered in- all throughout, throughout Orange oh, County. Perfect. Where in Port Jervis? Are you gonna- right on Front Street. So um, okay. there's uh, two two of the restaurants there, um, the Fox and the Hare, if you're familiar. Oh, sure. uh, so we're going to be right next door between the Fox and the Hare and Foundry 42 across the street from the Erie. So uh, okay. we'll, have a, we'll have a nice uh, ribbon cutting tomorrow at four o'clock and we'll be uh, in the far western corner of the county as well. So yeah, this is uh, you've got the whole county covered now. For sure. So, Stephen, uh, just before we go to our next uh, break, a little bit about what's going on with the pulpit rock, because, you well, know, look, obviously people have misinformation about that. We know it is. Uh, well, now that the uh, election is behind us, I can uh, fully focus on, uh, you know, on the project in hand and uh, do what I do best, uh, which is uh, to develop and build. And we going as uh, in accordance with all the required uh, choreography, so in place or procedures in place, and we going through the secret process just like we're supposed to, and uh, collecting then all necessary data and uh, studies and research, getting involved uh, professionals. So that that is uh, underway with the, all the required steps that is mandated by the state and uh, municipal protocols. Now, how much longer do you think the secret process is going to take? At this point, probably uh, six to seven months. All right. So at the end of the, so sometime in the summer of uh, 2021, you I think? was hoping maybe like, yeah, by maybe late spring, we should probably be very close to uh, approvals and, uh, you know, following the those all the guidelines guidelines. and so once you get all the approvals after the seeker process is done how long before you actually break ground that can be done right away once the approvals are secured and uh, you know site plan is approved uh, probably going to need nine to twelve months to to build the to build it uh and so if people want to see what it looks like because it is stunning uh, you use this prototype in Savannah, Georgia. You want to tell them a little bit about that? Uh, the hotel is not built, uh, and once again, it is not motel. It's uh, two different uh, animals, hotel. so to speak. Right. And we, it's built as a colonial village or Victorian village. It, it's uh, going to uh, seamlessly integrate into the uh, neighborhood. Uh, going to look just like any other house on the street. Uh, you know, going to create that uh, feel of not a boxy, it's going to be like a little village. That's that's exactly right. So it's going to be built as a series of cottages, eight over two. There was so each cottage is a two floors, just like any residential home in the area, and uh, we're going to host, uh, let's say, uh, host four units per floor. So so look at this as a f- uh, four bedroom uh, on each floor where you uh, people can come in, have their own key, but it's going to look from outside like like a residence. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful and something that's so needed in Orange County. And we've had, I don't know, 22 hotels go up since Legoland announced that they were going to be building uh, throughout the county. And they're going to be booked up to the max. And Legoland itself is building a 250-room hotel on their premises. And Warwick has bed and breakfasts that are wonderful, but they fill up in three seconds. Uh, because when you have something like Apple Fest or even, you know, fall and spring and summer in uh, in Warwick, it's booked to the max. So to have a boutique hotel here, to have people be able to have a place to stay was everybody's biggest complaint. Now, we were talking about the ho- the amount of hotels that were originally here around the turn of the century. Yeah, there was... Uh... 
I think the, there's different kind of estimates, different uh, numbers coming in, but it's definitely more than half a dozen, more likely like uh, up to 10 uh, or maybe even more. And uh, in 1903, the grandest of them all was uh, Red Swan Inn that opens over 100 rooms uh, in itself. And the population of Warwick Town and Village at the time was uh, 3,000 people. And we have 32,000 And now. we're pushing almost 40. Almost 40, uh, yeah. right. So uh, that, that, that's alone will tell you that the, the hotel is not just an overnight accommodation. It's, it's a social uh, hub, so to speak. And this is what I th- uh, believe that will invigorate the local commerce, will bring more uh, tourist dollars to the, um, create more jobs. People don't have to get on a bus or a train uh, in, in, you know, in order to get a career. This is in uh, hospitality uh, industry. This is something new that uh, we can offer, bring tourists uh, in, have people. We are a community that a uh, very uh, small percentage is actually working in Warwick, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of people came to Warwick from different states or even countries. So with, with that said, to have families who can join on your celebration of graduation parties or concert uh, for the kids in the Christmas, school. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Believe me, that's the biggest complaint. Football games. They don't have a place uh, you know, to stay. And a, as a community, we're putting such a, a big effort to, you know, bring people in. And those uh, Apple Fest and the Renaissance Fairs and uh, Bob Dylan's Tribute and Constance on the Greens and on and on and on and on. And yet uh, we're losing on all those benefits of having people coming through on all those tourist dollars. And uh, something that we can certainly use in a community instead of ever rising taxes we, we can contribute something and have money for that necessary repairs of infra- infrastructure that we so desperately need. Yeah, there's no doubt. Well, we're going to take our second break. If somebody would like to text us, remember, Mark Martucci's here and looking for some of those donations. You can text it to 845-328-0886. You can call us, 845-651-1110. We'll be right back. Sam's Meat Warehouse is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old-world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. The new wave is back. Chris Cordani here, remembering the decade of thin ties, cheap sunglasses, and great music. Revenge of the 80s Radio, Friday nights on WTBQ. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty & Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday at 12 noon on radio worth listening to. WTBQ Partly to mostly cloudy skies this afternoon. We have the risk of a scattered shower by evening. Our high should reach into the low 70s. Tonight, mostly cloudy, some patchy fog or drizzle, 60 to 65. For tomorrow, clouds and some sunshine. After morning, fog will head into the upper 70s to around 80. Cloudy with a few showers tomorrow night, mainly after midnight. Heading down into the low 60s and Monday, clouds with some showers. Even a thunder shower, some sun mixing in near 80. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo. And just a reminder, Mark Martucci just reminded me, today 
September 26th, Michael Sweeten, the supervisor of the town of Warwick, is hosting a get-together and a go-see for Camp Kutz in Warwick that uh, the town actually purchased, I believe, for $6 million or around that. And they're, they're asking for the residents for ideas of what you would like to see there because it'll, be, it'll belong to Warwick. So it's an incredible purchase, a great idea for the, leave it to Michael Sweeten. He's the one who did Shovel Ready for War, uh, Wickham Woodlands, which was tremendous. And yesterday morning, actually, I had Reluca uh, and Christian Fuchs uh, on the air with us who own Hudson Sports, uh, Hudson Sports Complex there. And Christian called from England. And it's just, a, it's a wonderful, you know, a, you know, shovel-ready place that they actually created. And so here we have this incredible place that has swimming pools. It has outdoor activities. There are many things you could do at Camp Kutz. And so he's saying to the residents, tell us what else you'd like there. You could have concerts. I mean, it's endless. So today starts at 12 o'clock, I think. I'm not sure if it ends at 4 or something around that. I'm not sure what time it ends, but I believe it starts at 12. And I think, you know, like you said, what a great opportunity for folks. I mean, what a great recreational opportunity right here in town. I know Stephen has has small kids like I do, and especially in a year like this, where there were such limited opportunities exactly. for young people and families. Next year, it will be just an incredible resource, because as you said, there's so much infrastructure there already. Oh, yeah, it's already in place. And how fortunate it is for the town to be able to take that, because we're not sure where it would have gone had we not or what it would have become. And so now it's a part of the town of work and that's you know another tribute that to michael sweeten again for making such a great decision for the town so another great decision is the uh, pulpit rock inn so i want people to go look at the pulpit rock inn uh you have on your website yes, right we there do. there uh, are photographs you can see a kind of a rendering or a prototype of what it will look like because it's not like a hotel looking no, 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 not at all. It's uh, what the prototype that uh, we, we took, uh, um, I can't take really credit for inventing a wheel or, you know, the concept exists. Uh, there's not that many hotels. There's one that we took as an, as an example to follow is in the historical district Savannah, Georgia. And that hotel uh, alone uh, actually has been named the South Best, the top U.S. Uh, uh, top in the United States by U.S. News, right. um, has received the numerous accolades and rewards, and one of them being from Historical Society of Savannah for thinking outside the box. And, and that, I think that sets a good example or a bar how uh, that can be used to incorporate in historical uh, communities like ours. Yeah, and I and what, what Stephen is doing, actually, is he's going to... You know, clear the brush and debris that's grown around the pulpit rock. Because every time I talk to somebody, they're like, "Where is the pulpit rock? I can't find it." And I said, "Listen, don't ask me because I can't find it either." Uh, there's lots of brush and trees and everything growing around it, which will all be cleared out and be made visible with a fence around it, benches, a plaque, what it is, so that people could come and enjoy it and celebrate the, the, yeah, the celebrate exactly. that uh, community heirloom that we uh, have in our community for so long, but nobody took any steps in order to actually bring it up to light, uh, celebrate it, put it on a map, so to speak, yeah, or share it with the world. By the way, it's not on a map because I have a letter written by the New York Preservation Historical Society, which clearly says there is no record of anything historical and it's not, uh, or archaeological about this rock. Right, it's not eligible for uh, the Register of Historical yeah. Places. So, and, and that's not from anybody but the New York Preservation Historical Society. That's all I'm but saying. But at the same time, uh, we would, uh, we really would like to uh, 
capitalize on uh, whatever little history or however much of it right or it what has. people even think of it yeah, yeah. and uh, to put it in this particular use is is the only way to preserve it for public use to have some public access still uh, to the field and to the stone yeah i mean whatever happens in these villages throughout the world uh, there's always somebody who's going to come up and give it much more attention than it deserves. It's a rock. I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a pet rock. There was a chia pet rock. I mean, we've had lots of rocks. And the fact that Stephen is saying, no, I'm going to save it for the community and for other people who've never been here before, I think it's just an attribute to what he wants to do with that property. Sure. And I, I know Stephen's been working on this project for some time, but I think that, you know, all that's been going on with COVID and the economy right now only just further highlights the need to be looking at projects like this. I mean, um, you, you know, I, I think about what's happening, you know, here just on Main Street, as Taylor, you always say, there's over 100 restaurants in town and the cold weather is soon upon us. So many of these restaurants are gonna lose the outside dining that's that's exactly. been keeping them on life support during this during this tough time. So, you know, I think you look at projects like this and I'm sure, I'm sure Stephen has even more information on it, but uh, you know, the data shows us that there'll be residual benefits to other businesses here in town. Oh, absolutely. Okay. It'll trickle down to each and every single uh, storefront uh, because it's a walking distance to the village. And with those, in fact, uh, according to data uh, that we gathered that uh, when people spend a night, they spend four times the money. And I'm sure this is four times the money the village can use, the town can use, and every single pops and mom's shop uh, on the main street can use. And he's not building a restaurant. And the reason he's not doing that is so that people can go and go into the restaurants that are already in the town of Warwick and the county. I mean, people will be able to explore. Look, we have Steve Newhouse and Bill Fiorvanti, the director of economic development for the county, has created this Escape New York campaign that's running all over New York City. People are coming up here like in droves. You can't keep a house for sale for more than five minutes. That's the right. realtors are telling me they have 25 people overbidding on homes because they want to get out of the city so bad. So where are they going to stay while they're looking for a house or looking to move their business? Because what's happening in the city is you have these major corporations that have been paying 30, 100,000, up to $100,000 and more a month in rent. And their people are now working from home, more productive. They're not calling in sick. They get to spend time with their families and the work is much more productive than it's ever been. And they're saying, you know what? Maybe I need to get out of the city if people are working from home and just rent maybe a you know conference room type thing. So I know what's happening now is in Chester at Camp LaGuardia is one of the spots that they're looking to build these type of buildings in or a big company comes in and takes it. So Orange County is moving quickly into the future and everybody just hold on and come with us because it's all good. I mean, you see it, Mike. Absolutely. I mean, and, and I think that, you know, not only for our region, but our entire state, I mean, we're looking at double digit unemployment numbers. Yeah. So, I mean, as we talk about the influx of folks that are coming here, uh, we know why they're fleeing New York City. They're fleeing New York City because it's not a safe place to live anymore. You and know, you it's, can't, it's you can't live there. Anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a result of that uh, defunding of the police. Oh, and, that's for uh, sure. Reform. And sure. bail reform. So it's not a safe place. So folks are coming here and, you know, we want to be able to op welcome them with open arms and have opportunities. And I and think a place that to stay. You got it. And that's and that's got to be where our focus is, because, uh, you know, while, um, you know, while we've led in so many ways in this state um, with respect to the virus in terms of protecting our residents and making doing things that are safe, taking necessary precautions, we have to lead in the economic resurgence as well. Absolutely. We can't lag behind now because no. um, the timing's never been more critical. No, this is the time. You, you know, Orange County was so positioned to just explode before this pandemic hit with everything that was coming in here, the Amazon building, Amy's Kitchen, 
uh, Medline. I mean, it's just in one after another and all the companies that were are coming up here. And we took a little, you know, hiccup and we're back. I mean, you know, Steve and Bill Fiervanti and the entire Orange County group, they're out there bringing everybody up here now. So Orange County is again starting to explode in a good way. All these things, including the hotel, are putting people to work. So what does that do? That puts money back into our system. I mean, it's just a win-win for everybody. Right, and, and, I, and look at our Main Street businesses are the backbone of our economy in yeah. every way imaginable. So while these big projects do create a lot of jobs, you know, what I remain focused on as a small business owner is how do we help those Main Street businesses? And this could be a great way, um, you know, as you said, to, to, help, to help our Main Street businesses that you know, not only have braved a terrible storm for the last six months, but unfortunately know that the next several months are going to be rocky as well. Oh, yeah. And we don't even know what we don't know about what's going to happen this fall. We're going to take our last break. Uh, 845-651-1110 or text 845-328-0886. We'll be right back. Sam's Meat has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. With 40 years of experience as the voice of NASCAR, nobody covers the sport like the Motor Racing Network. When the season starts, I'm ready to go. The Motor Racing Network. You know, I race NASCAR because I want to kick everybody's butt. NASCAR Racing on WTBQ. This is Michael Sweeten, supervisor of the town of Warwick. And this is your favorite assemblyman, Carl Brabadick from the 98th District. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. where we will be discussing federal, local, and town issues. Right here on radio, worth listening to. WTBQ. And good morning. We're back on Free Speech with Stephen Keeter. And Mike Martucci is running for New York State Senate. And I had a chance, and, and we listen, we were at uh, the 911 center, well, not the center, we were first uh, honoring 911 uh, with Steve Newhouse, our Orange County executive, and your father in law, William Bratton Jr., was the speaker. And he's just a wonderful guy. He is really one of the nicest people and smart. He was a commissioner of the police. Oh, same name, but not but not my father-in-law. He wasn't actually the commissioner. Oh, I yes. Thought, it, ironically, though, the exact same name. But he yeah, because people are, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't know he was a commissioner. They're like, yeah, go look it up. It, so it is oh, true. I was right. Someone of the same name, but not my father-in-law. Okay, yes. So he was never the commissioner. He was never the commissioner, but it's the I exact right same name. So change. you were right. <laughs> All right. Not him, but this guy. <laughs> no, but Bill Bratton is really a lovely man. And he lost his daughter at 23 years old at 911. And her sister is your wife. That's right. And that's, you know, how we, we know. Just a wonderful family. And uh, so Bill was the speaker at 911. And you, you realize, you know, and when you are a parent, you can't ever imagine losing your child. It's just like uh, whether you're Italian, Irish, or you're Ukraine, it doesn't matter. Every parent has the same feeling. Never, ever, ever want to bury your child before you go. And I can't imagine what Bill and his wife go through, you know, all the time. And then, you know, that, get him up and speak about it is really difficult because it doesn't matter how many years are gone. 
Yeah, no, I, listen, I, I stand in awe, um, not only every year, but every day at the strength of my family, because to, to imagine having gone through that um, is, uh, like you said, as a father to me is unbearable. But I would tell you that, um, you know, looking back now nearly 20 years, uh, they've done some amazing things as a result of this terrible tragedy. I mean, my um, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law created a scholarship with the Community Foundation of Orange and Sullivan um, in, really in Michelle's name, yeah. which they've had now uh, for, for nearly 20 years. And I think the inspiration for the foundation that my wife and I have um, is really her sister because right. you know what was so clear after September 11th was that Erin and her entire family were embraced by the Orange County community. And when I tell you embraced, I mean, you know, a community that stepped up in such a significant way. And everyone who lives around here, um, you know, has a memory of September 11th, uh, you know, how it impacted them, how it impacted their family, their neighbors. Um, and, you know, for us, as we look back, um, especially obviously for Aaron, um, you know, this this opportunity for us now to give back because we've been pretty fortunate uh, was just so important. So I would tell you that a lot of what we do and a lot of the inspiration behind what we do um, is is in is in the spirit of giving back and paying it forward to a community that's been so wonderful to us. Yeah, and it's really that's what it's all about with communities, as you know. It's the giving back part because it's very easy to, to be friends with somebody when everything's going great. I had that happen with a local merchant when he got into trouble financially, and he said, you know, I may not be able to pay you for a while. And I said, you know, it's very easy for us to be here when you can pay us every week. But you know what? We'll hold out. You let us know. And he never forgot that. And just that's what I think communities are all about, is helping one another. And I know, Stephen, you do that as well. So, I mean, that's what we really need here is people coming together, not fighting. Listen, please, I would love to see one election that has not been fraught with lies and deception out there. If you can't win an election based on your ability and the work you've done, then you shouldn't be running. That's my whole point. And people, if you want to read negative stuff, go, you know, go online and read all the garbage that's there because 99% of it is not true. Well, I think Mike Martucci has been taking a high road uh, oh, in yeah. this election, and uh, you know, without a doubt, and that uh, shows the integrity the man has oh, and yeah. the plans and the reasons for running. In That's a, good a really good word to acting. describe, yeah. Mike. Integrity, no doubt about it. Um, and Steve Newhouse was the first one to talk to me about Mike before the first time I met him. So anything coming from Steve uh, to me is, you know, hundred uh, percent, because he really recognizes the real people out there that are really want to make a difference. And I think that's why you stepped up that you want to make a difference in all the communities. Sure. I mean, you know, for me as a, as a young dad, as a, as a business owner here in this state, um, I, I look at what's going on and I just, I know, I know that things in New York are headed in the wrong direction. And, you know, I was so blessed to grow up in this community and, um, you know, be raised here. And I look forward to my kids being able to enjoy the same, but I look at, look at what's going on and, and I'm concerned. And I think that, uh, you know, since I threw my hat in the ring back in January, I've had the opportunity to meet thousands and thousands of people. Uh, you know, unfortunately, not as many as the, you'd meet during a typical yes, uh, right. campaign. But look, the folks who I've met are thinking and they feel the exact same way that I do. So, um, you know, I just look forward to being a voice to really represent the values of the people that live here. And the voice that they're actually their voice. Because when you, you know, you resonate with them because you're saying exactly what they feel, not what they want to hear, but exactly how they feel. There's a difference between a candidate saying what you want to hear and saying, you know, I'm living that too, so I get it and I want to make a difference. It's a huge difference. Absolutely. And I would tell you that uh, one of the things that I always keep in mind, it's something that my my grandfather used to say all the time is God gave you two ears and one mouth and use them in that proportion. (laughs) So I think as a candidate, probably like that one. As a candidate, probably the best thing that you can do is listen, you know, and and that's really been what what my job's all about. Uh, That's 100% for most everything. I met your dad 
what a sweet man. Yes, He's yes. Really I'm, I, again, I've, I've been blessed with, with the best family. And, um, you know, with, without them, this is, uh, I, I'd never be able to sit here and do this. And uh, I'm, I'm so blessed to have Now, is your mom family. around? My mom lives in the state of Florida. Oh, smart yep. woman. So, uh, well, yeah. not now, actually. Yeah. Has so, she been okay down there? Yeah, she's been okay. I mean, you know, look, I think when you look at what's going on in Florida, it's, um, you know, they're, they're a few months behind us. So while, while we were all... Uh, uh, in fact, they lifted up uh, all the restrictions. Uh, Florida oh, really? and Michigan, absolutely. No restrictions whatsoever. Uh, so no more two-week, two-week? No more two-week, two-week. No more masks. No more fines for well, masks. Well, masks, uh, you have... No more half-capacity restaurants either. Well, I, I, who's in, in New gonna, York State? No, 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 Florida. Florida. Oh, don't scare me. Uh, and yeah. Michigan. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it's that's going to work. And, uh, They've had major uh, problems because they haven't adhered to things. What city is your mom in? So she lives in uh, the Palm Bay area. Oh, I so know the, where that yep, is. Yep. So the east coast of Florida, and uh, you know, look, she's been she's been spending most of her time at home. So good for uh, her. Yeah, you know, I, um, I I do talk to her frequently, and she's doing well. So um, you know, like everyone else, she's uh, she's she's riding this out. As much as she can in the house. We're all trying to do that. I mean, it was months before we let anybody in here. And it was really strange when people started coming back in. I'm like, should we even, you know, I'm wiping down doors and they make you crazy. You know, you want to be careful. You just don't want to be paranoid. Uh, So I think that's the most important. And listen, folks out there, keep the masks on, uh, especially with flu season coming. By the way, everybody needs to get a flu shot. Uh, the Department of Health, the commissioner, uh, Arena Gelman, is going to be coming on the show on Monday morning, on the morning show. And then she's staying for Steve Newhouse's show and is going to be talking about there's two different types of flu shots. There's one that's a high potent and one that's a regular, you know, suggest you talk to your doctors. I don't think the drugstore, from what I understand, gets the high potency one uh, recently because the doctors get them first. But check and make sure, because certainly uh, older people need to get them, senior citizens. So make sure you check that out. Now, we have about four minutes left. Uh, Stephen, what would you uh, like to kind of put out there for the people? Uh, to uh, remain uh, active and vote and uh, assess the situation. I wish uh, good luck to Mike Martucci in his endeavors in uh, his race. I know that Mike has great ideas that uh, has to be implemented in, in, in the state of New York. I, just like Mike, I saw a lot of things that I did not agree with, that the direction that village uh, of Warwick where I'm raising my kids uh, uh, taken. And uh, we, uh, I don't want things to happen while on our watch, so to speak. I think how you, everybody should think, how is this will affect the future of my children? How is this will affect the future of my business, me as a homeowner? And I think everybody should pay attention to what's going on, what uh, Mike Martucci has to say and offer to the stake. And once again, I wish him good luck uh, and uh, have to compliment him on uh, doing a you know, clean race and uh, you know, taking a high road. All right, Mike. Well, first, thank you for having me on your show today. I, I certainly appreciate the kind words and the opportunity to come come speak. But I think I'm going to yield my last couple minutes to to really our cause that's here rather than a political cause. Okay. Let's talk about the Humane Society again. I because- am loving it. Okay. So Warwick Valley Humane Society, as we have said prior, uh, and people hear me talk about a lot, is in dire need. And so Stephen is now talking with Susan about building the new shelter because we can do it in probably at least uh, two-thirds less time than uh, than the people that were involved, and certainly for a lot less money and probably better made, um, just, well, I like just my to say opinion. ahead of schedule and uh, yeah. under the budget. And there we go. Perfect. And so what we're looking for, Mike Martucci and his family generously gave $5,000. Let me say it again, $5,000 
to the Warwick Valley Humane Society, which they are in dire need of. They have kittens coming in every day. This is season. And they have medical, none of them come in healthy, trust me. Uh, there's tons of medical expenses and food they have to eat. And there are certain dogs that will be there for the rest of their lives that the shelter is committed to take care of. It's a no, you know, a no kill in a sense, unless, you know, it's a medical thing. And they need all the help. And, and Mike Martucci and his family, generous donation helped tremendously. And so what we're asking is to meet that with another 5000 So, um, you know, I'm going to be donating. I'm sure Stephen will donate something. Everybody, we want you all out there to make a donation. I'm going to set up a page on Facebook. We're going to have a little kind of run up to see where we can get on that. And let's just stop by on the station and drop off a donation. You can text me. Uh, in the newsroom at any time of the day and night, 845-328-0886. Put your name, address, and phone number, the amount you want to donate, because we're also going to have uh, bricks and uh, plaques and rooms that you can buy later on where you can put your name on that. But for now, we need to help the uh, Humane Society who has not been able to raise funds this year because of the pandemic. So Get your kids together. Have them do a bake sale or something. Whatever it may be, have them give $5 from their allowance. It, you know, it shows them what it means to give back and make a difference in their community. And let them become a part of it. And let's get that $5,000 and put that up to ten grand. And Mike Martucci, thank you so much again. I really well, appreciate it. My, my pleasure to be here. My pleasure to help. Yeah, always. And Stephen Kedar. Thank you very much for hosting your own show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> and, and listen, 12 o'clock uh, comes a great music we have for the day and some specialized music. We have Magic of the 80s coming up this evening. Get over to Camp Kutz uh, on Warwick Turnpike, right? Mm -hmm. It's right off of Warwick Turnpike on the left, right, Frank? Shake your head. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, and that starts now pretty much. Yeah, so. it starts at 12 o'clock in about 30 seconds. So it'll be there for a couple hours. Make sure you get out and check it out. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks.